Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. But just barely. Welcome to episode 17.5. And here is where we put all the interesting things that didn't quite make it into the main podcast. Why are they put here? Yeah, not because they're of lower quality. That's not definitely not true at all. No, they just didn't fit in narratively right. into the major one. We and think yet, about narrative. And yet there's a drop-off of like 25% listenership to and these seeing things. they're not listening, we <laughs> you. Well, obviously not you guys listening. You no. tell everyone else who isn't listening to this one to themselves because i put a lot of work into these things and they're they're good in fact they're uh, great oh some dear. of them are brilliant oh, a lot dear. of the crypto zoos are in uh, there uh, not because they're uh, crap they're awesome uh, but they just sit awkwardly you, you in the whole podcast you know what's really interesting is that we invite these wonderful guests such as george frab in the 17.0 who will now be in 17.5 all the interesting parts and yeah, once i've finished swearing maybe <laughs> and what we get of course is all these new listeners hearing you swear like a trooper well done trooper dan well done i'm gonna take the patriarchal to... i don't need you no, you, you you come along to listen to your 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 Messiah George Rab. <laughs> you know what? F- off. Go back and listen to d- d- old episodes of Geologic. We don't need you. The smart enough know better listeners. They're a better quality of human being. We 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 need you. Oh God, we need you. I'm the I'm good cop. Dan's bad cop. That's what this is about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it seems to be. I'm the one who gives you chocolate and lures you into vans. Oh no, wait, no wait. I'm I'm very bad cop. I'm off the force cop. <laughs> You're three days from retirement. Can't take any more of this shit cough. <laughs> but yeah, there's some George Rab stuff coming up. But before we get to that, yeah. population of the planet. You may have heard about this, Dan. Yeah, there's like 400 of us or something. Yeah, at least there's 400. far too many. But supposedly, by the, by the time this podcast <sighs> comes out, there will be 7 billion, 7,000 million human beings on this planet. That's a US billion. That's a, yes, that's a US billion. Yeah. Yes, that's the standard. A, U, a UK billion. It's a billion, it's a million, it's a million, million. million. Yes, we don't have, we don't have seven million, million. That'd be no. scary. We have seven thousand. That'd be a lot of meat. <laughs> Stack them like cordwood. We have seven thousand million people on the planet, and that really freaks me out because when I went and looked it up, I checked the date of my birth, or at least my, the date you were spawned. Yes, when I when I when I was decamped. You're released from the bat on this planet. The ship landed, and the space womb disgorge me wet <laughs> upon the ground and when when i was born there were only four billion people on this planet four billion in my year of birth now you can look up how old i am four billion people and now there's seven billion people that's a lot of billion people <laughs> and you're not that old i'm not that old thanks dan oh sweetie oh thank you darling that's lovely but it's you look that old <laughs> <laughs> that's because i have to work with you you sweary bastard every one of these gray hairs <laughs> It's it's um it my, my father he was at this party and I made some comment about him having grey hair and in, he got up in front of everyone and he went my son you have been responsible for every single one of these grey hairs and I sat there as an eleven year old went oh you must have been a shit to Nana <laughs> entire audience went nuts and I went. I like this performance thing. <laughs> I'm going to do that from now on. And so a monster was born. A monster was born. But with the population, we have to start thinking about what we're going to do with it. And this is what they're talking about, the Occupy Wall Street stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's people, you know, 1% of people owning 90% of the, the money and, and that sort of stuff. That uh, pisses me. That, they, that, that, that's so selfish, the people out there protesting. <laughs> oh, no, uh, 1% of the people own 99% of the wealth. And then, yet they're in the next 4%. Complaining that they that they oh I'm not getting a fair deal. Yeah, there are ninety percent of the population doesn't have water. That's right. You just 
<laughs> Thanks, Dan. That's uh, that's that's Dan speaking for the anti Yoki. He Dan for the tea party. That's what it is for. But the, the I point... love tea. <laughs> Dan does love tea. I may have un- misunderstood the concept of a tea party. <laughs> More Bostonian, less China based. Right now, the the population wouldn't be as high as it is without science. To be honest, the in the sixties and seventies, the Green Revolution, talking about the agricultural and, yeah. and putting nitrogen in the soil and and working on things like that. This is why we can have so many people and, and a lot of these people starving anyway. Thanks for happy and roses, but we would not have seven billion people on the planet if it wasn't for science, increasing agricultural mm-hmm. um, uh, agricultural knowledge. We, you couldn't feed seven billion people with organic food. You just couldn't. It was not possible. No. Uh, and we're almost about to run out of that stuff. Like nitrogen, p- p- potassium, uh, nitrogen, nitrogen. Is putting in the soil. That's what we need in the soil. Sort of potassium. Well, we maybe are running out of potassium too, but nitrogen. We're, agriculture. We're running out of a very important fertilizer thing. I doubt we're running out of nitrogen, seeing it like seventy yeah. percent of the air is made of it. But yeah, no, that's what else. you need to. That's what you need for to put in the soil for for plants. But this is why we need to look at things like genetically modified foods. Yeah. Not so we can have Franken foods, but imagine. See, we have to throw nitrogen onto agriculture to keep it to keep the soil useful for growing yep. massive crops that we have to do. And there are better ways of doing this, but only one third of that nitrogen actually makes it into the plant. The rest of it just runs away. So mm-hmm. we're throwing away most of the nitrogen that we throw in the fertilizer on the ground. If we could genetically modify wheat so that, uh, like a tuber, that not not the tuber, but you know, like yep. like, like potatoes. Potatoes. Legumes can do it too. They can fix nitrogen from the air and, and, and for their own use and put ah. it into their roots. If we could genetically modify wheat to do that, we wouldn't have to worry about fertilizing anymore. They'd be fertilizing And we could themselves. just make more and more people. What a great solution. But, or stop f***ing. No, 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 stop no. having babies. Well, well, that, There's plenty of people. But but I will say on the, on the pro side of people, the, the best – what we should do is make sure that everyone on the planet comes to a – try to bring all the people to a certain level of standard of living – and a standard of education. Why? Because there's a good chance that the, the next Einstein is, it already exists, but unfortunately lives in Sudan or somewhere like that where they're dying from starvation. We don't want to get rid of these people. We want to find these people and use their brains to help us get through these terrible times that we've and got. And breed from them. We, what? And breed from them and sterilize all the stupid people. Is, is that, no, I've, I've stepped too far. I think you've gone too far down. I've gone, I've gone a if bit we tea can, party. If we, can, <laughs> if we can bring everyone to a, a basic standard of living, which I know is a bit pie in the sky for the moment, uh, I don't think getting rid of people is the answer. But we can, I'm not saying, I'm not saying share the world. That doesn't work either. We need to go to a, a post-scarcity culture, just like the culture in Ian M. Banks' books, which unfortunately would require magic and uh, ma- massive science. But anyway. Get on it, scientists. Get on it quickly. We need a cornucopia machine. And now we're going to give you a cornucopia of George Rabb. You did there. Earlier on, we before we talk, we sort of sent you a, a video to watch from a TV show in Australia called The Gruen Transfer, which is on our ABC, which is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. So it's our national broadcaster run by the government, paid for by the government. Yes. And we asked you to watch this video. Uh, for the listeners who, of this podcast who have, maybe hasn't seen it, we'll put the link in the, uh, show, in the notes. show notes. But it's basically... Someone put to this company, can you make, or two companies, can you make a video about banning religion? And could religion be banned through advertising, using the power of advertising? So uh, what was interesting is there wasn't much backlash in Australia from it at all. I, th- I think it was a, it's a comedy show or a comedy info show. Uh, right. Mo- most people hadn't even heard of it. Devin and, hadn't heard of it. And the idea is that you, for, for this little segment on a comedy show, is you take the unsellable mm. and you get an actual advertising company in to sell the unsellable. But I just wondering what you thought of those two ads, because in my opinion, the first ad was very much 
intellectually based, like how would you get rid of the religion, you know, how do you knock off the old ideas, but the second one was more emotional based. So did you think there was any merit to this sort of ad idea, or would it be not something you would, in, if it was used in real life, would it be something that you would support, or you thought be a used to, or no, just let people work it out for themselves? Yeah, I would totally support it. I mean, I think, I think the idea was neat. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that that got to air. Oh right! Because oh wow! That would be, yeah, that would be really difficult here in the states. That would oh. that would be. I mean, that would be a very niche kind of like Bill Maher could get away with that mm-hmm. because he's kind of known for. He's a comedian that that he would be known for that. But for a a network program to get to have a, a segment like that would be that would be really at this oh. point it would be surprising and difficult. And and there would they would have to of course air commercials for religion. Mm. That would that would kind of be the context in which you, you could promote you could do something like that, thereby killing the bit, mm. you know. But you know, but American TV has never been known for its comedic intelligence. Um, <laughs> what two and a half? Men? I liked. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are moments, but yeah, uh, um, talk shows especially. No, for me, the first <laughs> the first ad I connected with more because that was much more close to my personal experience Hmm. when I was going through this stuff, I sort of, it crossed over from not just religion, but to supernatural things. Hmm. So there was a point where I read about ghosts and I thought that was cool. And I read about UFOs and abductions and karma and chakras and all of these kind of supernatural things that I thought, oh, maybe, maybe some of this makes sense. Maybe there's something, maybe something. The problem is the more uh, you learn about that stuff, the mm, more interested you are, yes. you eventually go, wait a second. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's people exactly. have a passing thing. They're like, auras, yes. totally auras. Mm, what about right. this part so, of auras? Oh, no, I'm not looking into any more stuff about auras. Just auras, right. man. <laughs> so, yeah, so so that first ad, how it sort of said, look, we believe this and this and this and this, and we found out that that to be incorrect. Mm. So maybe like the other stuff that we believed at that time as well, which has carried over, which is only religion. That's, right, That's yeah. what's so incredible is what else do we believe from 500 years ago, from a thousand years ago? Mm. Attitudes about women, attitudes about voting, attitudes about civil Race. rights, attitudes about yeah. medicine, about mm. like none of that stuff we still believe in. And mm. actually it's not even close. Mm. You know, those, those ideas are just seen as being completely backwards. And yet the same established timeline or the same religion that has been established in that timeline carries through and that gets a pass, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I like the first one because it's like, it's almost more of a logic puzzle mm. that maybe you could sort of make someone feel like, oh, okay, I get it. The problem that I have with the second ad is that you can ignore the violence and things like that by mm. saying, oh, those are people that have misrepresented religion. Those are mm. people that are, I'm not like that and my fellow believers aren't like that. We believe in a real thing, yeah, so and the we're bad okay, ones. we're safe. Yeah, but at the same time, right. those are the bad ones, right. They're mm. coming from an emotional point of view. Mm. They're not going... If, if they were sitting there going, I'm logically going to think about this, then they probably wouldn't have arrived at that, at that destination right. of, oh, I love this so much. So I wonder whether maybe attacking them from a, a, an emotional point of view is going to be more effective on your target audience than a logical mm. way of... Well, yeah, that's a good point, though, actually, because it comes down, let's face it, you can throw logic... If someone's closed-minded, not, I mean, not just religion, but if, you're, if you believe in something that's, that's very strongly held, it, you can throw logic at someone until the cows come home, and most humans will just go, no, no, no. The more you... In fact, I think there's been research done on this. The more you throw facts at people who believe things, the more they... they Twist the fact to make the, to make their belief seem stronger. What was sure, it? Uh, sure. You can't logically convince someone out of an opinion that they didn't logically get themselves into. Right. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's sort of interesting. So, in, but, uh, yeah, when, whenever I see fo- whenever I see footage of people burning things in effigy uh, or people bleeding, and whenever uh, I see that kind of footage in a an anti-religious context, uh, it's very difficult for me because that is getting a reaction that is purely emotional. Mm. And it's like the connection, you know, it's, it's like having, having an anti-violence ad show crazy amounts of violence. Mm. You shouldn't, you, you know, beat your children. Mm. And they're going to show footage of people beating their children. Like to me, that, that just, it, it sets up this hurdle, I think, right from the get-go. And especially with something like religion where you can say, you know, if I were to see that, I would think, you know, I don't beat my children. Like, mm. I'm, God, I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at that. Mm. I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at that. Like that is, that's so, that's just nasty. Like I can't even put my head in that space. Mm. So I'm not going to, I'm going to shut off to the rest of this message, which I agree with completely. Mm. But because I don't see myself as being violent or I don't see myself as being abusive or I don't see myself as being whatever is being represented, I'm just going to shut off. Whereas the other one, it's like, well, yeah, I don't, you know, I think black people should have the vote. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Absolutely. I think, yeah. Think and like, that. and what else do I agree with? It, it just, to me, you know, again, it's it's a. They were both really well done. Mm. I mean, and I, I just, on a personal level, I think my attitude and the way I go about this is a little bit more like, well, a lot, a lot more like the first one, where it's this kind of, and, and and don't don't you think we like we we know better? Like, aren't we aren't we better than this? <laughs> Have right? we I mean, point? am I crazy? Or are we better than this? Like, yeah. I think we're better than this. I think. Like that to me is, has has garnered me the, the the limited success that I've had has mm. been through that attitude of wow this is you know look at what we've done this is so great and yeah, all this stuff sense. has been done without religious thinking all of the advances there's that great Mark Twain quote you know at every step of progress religion has sort of stepped in and tried to stop it you yes. know when uh, women could have anesthesia during birth while they're while they're in labor you know this was seen as against god's plan so we have to you know women have to suffer that's part of god's plan you know right. or penicillin when penicillin was being introduced hmm. people forget this that there was a, a very famous bishop i believe who said ooh you know i don't know if we should do this cuz god has a plan to kill people you know with polio <laughs> that's god's part of god's plan you know, know. we're we're messing what? we're playing god yeah. we're playing god. and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. no we're helping people Worry, isn't it? Oh, it just. Oh, anyway, yes. Mm, polio worries me. God, if he really does exist, he's awful. Like the amount, <laughs> the oh, yeah. variation. Yes. Any psychotic human who sat down and considered all these different yeah. weapons, yeah. Ebola. Yeah. What sort of psychopath comes up with Ebola? It's, well, it's, it's sure. always God's either not um, omnipotent, not everywhere, and not able to stop everything, or is actively trying to get us. And I keep going, well, why worship yeah. either one of these kind of uh, these <laughs> kind of feelings? If it doesn't exist, right. it's just like a very powerful Star Wars or Star Trek kind of alien. It, it sure. doesn't have to be worshipped. I can't work this out. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, all loving, all loving and all omnipotent don't go together. That mm. doesn't fit in the world that we exist in, in mm. which we exist. He's Love the bully that you're best friends with because then he'll he'll bully someone else and not you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, but kid, he might randomly kid, no. bully you too and just have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember when we talked about how to make a zombie who could survive really effectively? Oh, yes, yes. yes. The best, um, being the best damn zombie. I heard a great idea just mm-hmm. to add on to everything else. Ooh. Just before you turn and, mm-hmm. and collapse, you organize a system where you replace all of your blood with embalming fluid. Oh, okay. Right. I, which is just a little tiny add-on to that. And I just went, that's clever. That is clever. So that would kill you, but that's okay, because you're going to die You're anyway. going to come back as a zombie. Yes, yes. Uh, that's quite clever. So you won't rot. 
as much. No. Like you'll be mm. you'll be pickled from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> you should just drink heavily. <laughs> just be drunk. It'd be drunk zombie. Yeah. But then but then you wouldn't be able. You just you shamble around and you wouldn't be able to make sentences and you'd weirdly pour at people. You'd, you oh wait, hang on a minute. That's no. I'll do a phone sound effect here. <laughs> and then you'd have to click pick up. Hello. Hello? Hello. Yeah, hello? I I need you to do wonderful things for my podcast. I have your wife and dog. Uh, okay. Is this the same guy that called yesterday? Because no, no, I thought I, we took care of I, this. I don't know who that... No, no, no. I, I am... Uh, my name is Dr. X. And I need you oh. to promote my podcast with your amazing C-level celebrity. Wow. Um, yeah. I have your wife. So you, have, you have my wife, you say? Yes. And my dog. Dog. What's my wife's, uh, what's my wife's name, by the way? I'm Julie. If it, my wife, Julie. Julie. Okay. Did you dial correctly, or is this uh, just This a is George Trab. Oh, okay. You got that right. So that's what? One for three? Yeah. That's good. I have your wife, Julie Harab. She won't admit uh, to her name, though. Okay. You you know that I have caller ID, right? I mean, you, you realize that's the that's technology that we have here in the States. I don't know what... Your accent is very curious. I'm not sure quite I, what, what I, part, of, part of Australia you're calling from. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm just randomly guessing. I thought caller ID was just in the movies. Dan! No. Dan! What? No! Dan, are you finished in oh. there? Dr. X. Dan, are you finished in there? Dan! Dan, Dan, Be- Dan, Beeston, Dan, Beeston, are you, Be- <sighs> is that George Trab? Are you, you got George Trab, Dan, Dan, is that George Trab? You. George- hey, hi, George, how are you? Hi, hi, hi. hello, hey, random hey, stranger. Hey, Dan, on Australia, I'm smart enough to know better. Dan, you, Dan, 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 I'll go now. As you could see, Julie has been horribly disfigured. <laughs> Well, that's the only reason we got married. I guess we should stop there. Strokes. Excuse me, sir? Strokes. How dare you? No, no, no. The medical condition. Oh, right. Where you get a thing in your brain. A thing in your brain? Yeah. Is yeah, that the, the medical term for it? A thing a, in your brain? A thing in your brain. As in a, a, a blood vessel pops. Blood clot. Yes. In and, your brain. And, and you get blood in your brain. And yes. there's also, I mean, the yeah. brain is really delicate. It don't is. put stuff in there. It's, it, it's, don't let your brain look at the sun. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't trepan yourself, kids. No matter what da- Uncle Dan tells you to do. <laughs> Strokes. Yes. They're a very good band, by the way. The strokes. Oh, all right. No, I never really got any of that. If you like the strokes, ring in and tell Dan how wrong he is. Ring I, in. I like them before what, they were cool. What decade? What decade do I think it is? I constantly say that on this podcast. Ring on in, kids. We're on a podcast. Uh, this, this is not happening live. Just so you know, listener, I hate to ruin the magic, but we are not somewhere right now that you're probably on your bus or you're under your doona wandering around a library or you're procrastinating at home. We're not actually doing this right now. I like to think that you're under your doona. Uh, I'd like to think that you've curled up in bed with Greg and Dan for smart enough to know oh, better. But don't we drive? We've been told by some of our listeners we drive them to sleep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm against that. <laughs> hey, wake up, Kate! <laughs> but... <laughs> 
We'll start talking quite loudly about scientific things. And as we just keep talking, we get quieter and quieter as we move away from the microphone. But she wouldn't know because now she's disappearing into sleep. And as we get further and further away, she's now lulled to a full sense of security! <laughs> <laughs> we love everyone who comes into our competitions, by the way. <laughs> we will mention you by name and probably deride you quite badly. But so, okay. do you know what causes strokes? Tension. Um, no, no idea. No chiropractic. One... <gasps> Up over what? 20% what? of strokes are caused by chiropractic practices. Holy hell, really? Well, over 20%. That's crazy. So they come and they crack your back and your head explodes. They, they, the neck manipulation. Ah, They come yes. in and they're pressing on the neck and stuff. Hey, what, is it a neck problem? No, no. Problem with my foot. Yes. But that's how chiropractors work. I, I, I've done a bit of research into chiropractic because I, I, I've always, well, I started becoming very against it and then I went, well, I probably should learn something about it. And from what I've heard, there are good chiropractors and there are bad chiropractors. The good chiropractors are the one who go, oh, you have a lower back problem and they work on your lower back. But of course, you just go to physiotherapists and get the same thing. Yeah. But the, these are like lower back specialists. And as long as they say, hey, you've got a lower back problem and, and work on your lower back, there's probably no harm. It's when they start talking about energy fields and flow and energy flow through your body, they're, they're the bad chiropractors. Mm. And the thing is... I like mean, people who try and frig with your neck. Yeah. Don't and, frig with your neck! And the thing is, <sighs> your body is... It's all interrelated. The whole yeah. muscular skeletal oh, yeah. system is all wired to itself. Mm. So if you've got pro problems with your hands, then releasing tension in your back... Or transferred pain and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. And it will, will, it'll stop the pulling of the muscles down mm. in, in the wrists and such. But there's a, there's a word for people who work on you that we, I used before. The word is physiotherapist. physiotherapist. You go to a physiotherapist. Don't go... But even, even then saying that, be careful who you go to. Be looking at all this sort of stuff. People who go to medical school prescribing homeopathic remedies to pain. Like, insanity. So look into it, uh, in what you're doing. But yeah, physiotherapists, kids, don't go to chiropractic. Anyway, chiropractic, you see 20% increase in strokes. Yes. That's madness. How do they get away with that? Uh, in, this is in 2000. The Canadian Stroke Consortium found that you wouldn't want to want that on your business card. Australian like, Stroke imagine, Consortium. Imagine having to explain what you did, where you worked at, like, a dinner party. It would be People the, like us. Yes. would make like, but, 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 offensive you could, comments. You could, you could sell it, though. You could go into a, you go to a club, and there's, like, a really attractive person of the gender that you find attractive waiting there for you, and you walk up and go, hello, lady or man, I work for the... Canadian Stroke Committee. What is hey. it? Hey. <laughs> ah, that's our quote. Hey. Um, and I'm also going to put a, I'm going to link into a moose being dragged out of a pool. 28% of all strokes are causing damage to the vertebral and cartoid arteries in the neck were due to carotid, carotid. carotid uh, arteries in the neck were due to chiropractic neck manipulation. That's awful. An individual was five to six times more likely to have a stroke in the 30 days following neck manipulation <sighs> than patients who had strokes from other causes. That's horrifying and awful. I know some people kind of go, well, there are alternative medicines and they're searching for things that doctors don't look for. And you go, well, that's fair enough. And I'm fine with people finding special you know, juices in plants You help solve things. We, we, science does not have all the answers and medicine doesn't have all the answers, definitely. But once we do find that thing, then it stops being alternative medicine and just becomes medicine. medicine. Anyway. So, yeah. And the thing is, if you've got problems with your neck, then they shouldn't need to touch you on the neck to solve those problems because those problems are probably from your back and shoulders. Uh, so sort that out. Yes, right. Get your back and shoulders sorted out. Don't let people touch you on the spine. Let's say the um, let's say the word once again. That word is not chiropractor. That word is physiotherapist. Physiotherapist. <laughs> 
Can you speak in an Australian accent? If you just put you on the spot. Oh. No, no, get, no, 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 no. We'll, and then and then Dan will do your Look, accent. He was so happy. Okay, no, we'll stop them. We don't have to. He do was it. so happy with the interview up until that point. <laughs> That's okay. We're not mocking right, you. So We're what, not mocking we you. We've got him running around this ridiculous garden, playing silly buggers about being kidnapped and stuff. He was like, oh, "I'm totally on board for that." Yep. It's the Australian accent. No, no, He's no. just like, "Oh." All right. Now, the, 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 I, I don't I don't do it very well because the problem is it's more of a car, it's more of a cartoon. I don't know. I, I it's. Uh, I've done it in front of Richard Saunders and he's been very disappointed <laughs> and disgusted. Because I, I, I can turn it on more, I turn it on less. Yep. Uh, there's certain words that it, that it sort of works with and certain words that are just horrible. I can't say, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I know, it's terrible. I mean, for me, I have, I have a, a doctor, what's his name? There's a character that I do which is a completely absurd Australian supposedly accent, which is not. I know it's terrible. But uh, he was schooled in France. That's why it's so, so bad. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm insulting your listeners and I'm insulting you by doing this right now. But I don't, I don't know how to do it better. That I'm is sorry. the best South African South accent African. I've that's ever heard. Have you seen? Have you seen districts? But the artists, it's more, it's more this way for South African. It is, yeah. I think the rule the artists more. Yes, that's it. But you, but I know. you were going into it. Yeah, you're, it's you're, a South, South African accent is pretty good. My father's South African. Your South African accent is not mm. too bad, actually. But anyway, we should let you go. We've got to go too because at some point. Well, when oh damn, let me hear your American oh, accent. Oh yes, oh. that's the rule. Philadelphian. Say so just say something that's very Philadelphian. Philadelphian, no less. What's, yeah. what's the most Philadelphian where, thing you can say? Where would say? I go to Philadelphia? Well, we're going to go to Pat's to get a get a cheese wit and maybe a hoagie and get some water and we can uh, go fix the r- the roof later. Well, uh, I'm going to get me me a hoagie and have some water <laughs> because. Oh, God. Where, where else are you going? Where Maybe else? I'm going to claim up the the Sears Tower. I, uh, it's too late. In Chicago, that's yeah, that's Chicago. That's fine. No, the yeah, Pat's <laughs> Pat's cheesesteak. That's very famous. And I, I can't do Philadelphia Pat's accent, but yeah, Pat, Pat's cheesesteaks. I'm going to get some poutine and uh, Pat's, a Pat's big Canada. steak. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> but it's delicious. I'm sure you could buy oh, it, it somewhere in America. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please go to Philadelphia and order a poutine. That would be very exciting. <laughs> All right. We'll let you sure, go. Trab. Awesome, boy. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, gents. So it's Dan Beeston. And it's Gregoire. And we're on location at Brisbane's Zombie Walk 2011. They're going for the largest collection of zombies here or anywhere in one place. It hopefully will be a Guinness Book of Records record. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for a very important question. For those who listen to the podcast, you'd, be, you'd know, of course, that we are interested in zombies. Some of us are, at any rate. <laughs> Dan, not so much. But... What we've come up with, of course, is everyone thinks they're going to be the first to survive. As Dan points out, the most useful to send up is a wet, warm lunch, and then we'll stagger around for all of eternity. But of course... A lot of shambling in our futures, people. <laughs> and I'm ready for it. I'm not fit. I can shamble already. I've got the shambling down pat. That's quite nice. <laughs> so we're here at Zombie Walk 2011 in Brisbane to find out how well these zombies would survive. Like we tried in our competition to work out what equipment a zombie should have to remain a zombie for as long as possible. We're going to test to see if these good people would remain full zombies for any length of time. Dan, 
Any thoughts? It's very hot. I don't know whether these people dressed up as zombies are even going to make it to the end of the march. <laughs> There's a lot of latex out here. And not in a fun, sexy way. Yeah, oh well. Unless you're into that sort of thing. So, Dan, we've discovered our first zombie sitting on a park bench having a bit of a zombie rest. Your name, miss? Kathy. We're just trying to work out how well you think you'd survive as a zombie in the coming zombie apocalypse. No, I'm a Merlot's waitress, you know. Oh. From, the... from True Blood. Oh, I see. Oh, so are you actually a zombie then? Yes, we are. Oh, so there are zombies in True Blood? I didn't know that was. Next week. Next next week? Oh. oh. Spoilers! Spoilers! Someone's been fast-tracking. <laughs> just a little. Not only is she a zombie, she's a pirate zombie! When the zombie apocalypse happens, how long do you think you'll be able to shamble around before you're destroyed? As long as I have the vampires protecting me, I'll be fine. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's an like ecosystem. I, I'm ecosystem. being asked to, to accept a lot of things <laughs> with this explanation. Is there anything that you feel that, now that you've turned as a zombie, yeah. is there anything that you feel you wished you'd prepared earlier in order to be a, a more effective zombie? I would have liked to have been slimmer before I became a zombie. That would have been nice. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm Don't sure you'll all. lose pounds at a time as the limbs come off. <laughs> We've discovered two more zombies slouching on the grass. There seems to be a lot of grass slouching for zombies at this point. Uh, well, legs are a problem. Like, motiva- mo- locomotion is a it's difficulty true. for it's zombies. True. Now, your name, Miss Zombie? Haley. Hello, Haley. And your name, Miss? Mel. Haley, it seems to be some kind of cat lady zombie. Is this right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so what are the strengths of being a cat lady zombie? <laughs> well, the strengths of being a cat... I don't think cat lady zombie, but cat zombie Sorry. is that... <laughs> I have extra claws for mauling, oh, which is great. Claws for mauling, important for getting the flesh and like grabbing people's brains. And, Excellent. And it really does look like she's got Tyrannosaurus Rex toes <laughs> strapped to her hands there. <laughs> it really does. I don't know what she was planning to do before she was turned. That's right, but you, obviously you hadn't been to a manicurist for a very, very long time. Oh, no, the idea is that I actually am a cat. Oh, right. That was bit... So the animals can actually be uh, changed as well. Well, I don't see why not. I mean, oh, I oh, often often viruses start with an animal, and then once they get to cross human infection, that's when it starts to spread. So maybe it started with the animals. Who knows? Mel. Yes. So you, you have a game controller in your head. Yes, Nintendo 64. So you're an old school <laughs> gamer zombie. Retro gamer zombie. Yeah. Did you actually have that, um, as in as a zombie, or did you just get that? Cra- did someone go, "Oh my god!" and like try and kill you with it? Well, I've kind of got like the, the lasso going with the cord too, so I'm kind of suspecting it. Someone's done it to me. I see. Yeah. Do you think this is going to help your survival as a zombie? I don't know. It could, it could be like a, an attractive. Oh, look at that pretty. Oh no, she's going to eat me. Oh, so yes, going for the gamer geek chic. I see. Well done. Any questions, Dan? Uh, yes. Is there, Now that you've turned to become a zombie, is there any way that you wish you'd prepared to be a more effective zombie in the past? Hmm. Well, you see, I did have plenty of plans and backup plans, but they all just fell through. So That happens to the best of us. Yeah, I know, right? Who would have expected that, you know, my cat turned into a freaking zombie and mauled me? Oh, so your cat turned into a zombie, and then I see so it's your fault. Yeah, yes, I, I mauled her. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure how I got the controller stuck in her head. That might have been someone else. Perhaps, uh, perhaps someone hit the pause button. Oh. Hey. Good Lord, Dan. We've discovered a very famous zombie. It's the, the, the turned Jamie Heideman from Mythbusters. Right, of course, a man who knows all about science. We're in awe at this point. Now, is, is, are you actually Jamie Heideman? Oh, yes. You are, of course. That's it's, the spirit. So if, if I couldn't call you Jamie Heideman, what name would you use? Uh... 
Jamie Zombie? Jamie Zombie. So we've got Jamie Zombie here. He has a pipe running right through his body. It's quite a thick pipe. He's got it's half got his flesh ripped off. Flashbacks to Futurama. See what the pipe happened is Adam Savage did not put up the glass. Oh. And just the explosion was too big. It ran a pipe through my chest and now I'm zombie. And now he's living. You gonna hunt him down? Oh, yes, definitely. Find... We found our first zombie hunter. I think I'm having an acid trip. <laughs> it's finally kicked in, Dan. You want to become a zombie this. hunter? Yes. What would you dress in? I like, dress in camo. Camo, black, black leather. Some sort of big knife, you know, uh, okay. body armor. We appear to be looking at Hello Kitty. And that's the end of the sentence. Steampunk Hello Kitty. That's my only take on it. Steampunk Dark Side Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> zombie hunter. Zombie hunter. So how do you... Sayonara, a... zombies. <laughs> how many zombies have you taken out so far? Ooh, no, maybe uh, 20, 30. That's not modest. Plenty more where that came from. That's, a, that's very true. So you just... We're surrounded by a lot of zombies. You don't just attack all the zombies straight away. You must lure them away or something? Well, I, I put out kitty treats for them. I see. Lots of kitty treats. Indeed. Or I wait near the kitty litter. Uh, not a lot of them arrive. Are kitty treats anywhere near as effective as brains? In luring in a zombie. Ooh, uh, that could explain a few things. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think that I think our zombie hunter may be going back to the drawing board fairly I, eagerly. I have to. I really. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this one and put it in the show notes. Yeah. Because there's no way we can describe this properly. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, zombie hunter. Uh, arigato. Sayonara. We're standing here with one of the Black Mesa scientists from Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2. And, well, of course, he's been taken over by a head crab. So, your name, sir? Uh, Indeed. It seems a lot of that going on today. A lot of, uh, a lot of people named... Uh, so, what are the advantages of being a head crab zombie from Half-Life? Uh, Oh. Yeah, I, th I think I can see where this uh, interview is headed. He, he seems to be quite ambivalent about the whole situation. Now, I understand that, that it's, it's taken over your brain. It's eating your brain out and sitting on your head and yeah. using it like a puppet. Yeah. But why are your hands transformed? <laughs> Indeed, that's, that's what I thought too. Right, and, and what is it you miss the most about being a normal human being? <laughs> Hair! Hair, yes, because the zombie head crab bit it off, I can only assume. I, 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 I'm assuming it... And, and, and how would you, uh, if you were to meet Hitler and you're a strong Nazi, how would you address him? Yeah. Hair, Hitler, yeah. that's, that's uh, really interesting. Yeah. That makes sense, makes it sense. conforms. And uh, in the 70s, there was uh, <laughs> quite a few musicals. What was your favourite 70s musical? Yeah. Hair! Oh, oh, I heard hair. Oh, sorry, oh, I mis no, no, misinterpreted it's his, that. It's his zombie accent. Right. That's true. So, so you're yeah, a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, a ten thousand Canadian joke. Woo! Well, it looks like these zombies are just about ready to march off. They have been boring in now for, for at least an hour. More and more zombies filling this park. All sorts of zombies, torn apart zombies, sexy zombies, more sexy zombies, even more sexy zombies. I was trying to figure out why it was that this sort of thing is so popular. Mm. And I've realised it's because people have costumes that they love and they love to wear. And to make anything into a zombie costume, you just put your costume on and then add a bit of fake blood. Zombie Batman and Zombie Riddler, and you get Zombie Priests. I did like Zombie Where's Wally. That was, yes, actually, that's, that's, that's my favourite one. We've had some pretty nice ones. Lots of from zombie shows, so Zombie Hunters, some Left 4 Dead, all the different zombie movies and the zombie games. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah also, oh, we saw a zombie Doctor Who, 11th Doctor. Zombie Spartan from Halo. We saw zombie dogs, actual dogs who blood had been poured on them. Well, fake blood, so, you know, they didn't seem to perturb. They were just dogs, really. Indeed, we've got as voodoo zombies, we've got virus zombies, uh, we've got zombies protected by vampires. <laughs> why, why would a vampire do that? Because, because it, it, uh, I, um, yeah, shut up, that's why. Fair enough. And I think with that insightful look at Zombie Walk 2011 here in Brisbane, we leave you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go and get my axe <laughs> to defend myself from these filthy ghouls. Actually, before we go, one uh, point I'm going to make. Yeah. Where would be the best place for a zombie, actual zombie apocalypse to start right now? Ah, I see what you're getting at. Here. Let's face it, if you just saw someone just suddenly just started shambling around and then suddenly attacked someone, yeah. you'd go, oh, that's f***. Mm. Oops, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brains. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bra- brains. What? Brains. What's that, Dan? Hey, let me get closer. What's that, Dan? Sorry, uh, brains. Y- y- yes, we're talking about zombies, I know. <laughs> Be back in two weeks. To listen to episode 18. I hope you enjoyed this 0.5 podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the fact we had George Rabb also. Thank you to George once again for taking part in the madness, which is smart enough to know better. He was so nice. He's a nice man. He really is. He, 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 he treated us like human beings. He didn't trust us initially, <laughs> but I think he warmed, he warmed to us. warmed to us. That's right. We were a blazing hot oven of love. He was anxious, and then about maybe 12, 15 minutes in, he went, wait a second. These guys are like 9,000 kilometers away. I can relax a bit. <laughs> they're not in the next room. They're, not, they're okay. So if you did like the, what you've heard in 17.0, 17.5, please pop into the forum, say hi, and introduce yourself. But more importantly, go onto iTunes, give us a review. At the very least, just click the little star, what you thought it's worth. Maybe it's- also, click the subscribe button. That'd be good Because then too. you can hear us next week, even though your messiah, George Harab, won't be there. But what we do have, uh, uh, we have... Sizzle it. Sizzle, Sizzle it. it. We have someone coming on who knows about science and knows about the dark stuff. And he's going to actually lay some science down on us. Yes, real science. None of this namby-pamby, we're making up as we go along science. I'm talking hardball. He scared me. <laughs> Poor Dan. With his knowledge. <laughs> Tune in next podcast. We'll be here. You should Third be here Sunday too. Sunday of every month. God, it's not Wednesday already, is it? No. No, no, no I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just it's, saying. It's Monday. It's Monday. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah, we're yelling like it's Wednesday. I just <laughs> blanked out for a couple of days. <laughs> Yay! It's like kicking a puppy. I do like kicking a puppy, though. That's the Wait, it's on! Uh-huh. Yep, that'll come up in the court case. <laughs> <laughs> it always has to crack the whip. <clears throat> Seventeen is always prime. <laughs> it brings a right. nice immediacy to it. I was we were wondering. That's a good word. Pardon? Immediacy is a good way to for, to describe crap. Yes, that's, that's good. That's, that's, good. Some, that's nice. how we base our entire yeah. podcast. Transient, actually. transient is good too. <laughs> Lovely. Ooh, yes, real. That's it. Yes, real. Both it's of very us. Very real. Oh, you mean not edited? Yeah. yeah well, that's exactly. well. Well, we wouldn't say that. We wouldn't go that far. Okay. Well, we, ra- we, we wrapped up the interview, Alan. <laughs> it went brilliantly. <laughs> By the way, you lost. It's, it's like, he ran away! <laughs> Sorry, yes, I, I conceded. <laughs>
It's the American policy. Yes, we didn't lose. We just left. <laughs> you pulled out. There was a, a reversal of advance. That's what it was. <laughs> right. Yes. A defensive offense. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. Mate. Thank you so much oh, really? okay. for the opportunity. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, sorry about that. No, 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 no. Not at all. We were able to riff and play around with the fact that you vanished. Yes. And I was able... Oh, good. To, good. And I won <laughs> the competition. So uh, it worked out brilliantly. That's all that counts. Yeah. That's, 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 that's all that counts. something. Yeah. It might be worthwhile staggering that, just so I know how much the server is going to be hammered. <laughs> yes. I've always, You're very kind to you, assume that any hammering will be a, a result of me. Do you, if you don't mind me asking, <laughs> is, I don't know, is, is this rude to ask? I, I, do you, you know roughly how many people... It's a bit late for that. No, 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 I'm, no, no, oh, no, no, right. no, I'm, no, 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 how many, roughly how many listeners do you think you'd have for the Geologic? Well, you've got two anyway. That's two. Yeah, okay, there's at least two. Yeah, it's like it's like seven to 10,000, depending on right. what's going on. That's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, I'll be fine. It's... Server will be fine. <laughs> Sorry, that's really rude. <laughs> and with that, that's the last thing you're ever going to hear. Do you have a Fisher-Price computer which will, which will handle that Pre load? Pretend totally our Wi-Fi's gone out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>